Hi, and welcome to our podcast. I'm Mary Catherine. I'm Cameron. I'm Anna. I'm Alex. And we're going to be talking about the education crisis in South Sudan. This year, in class, we were required to choose a UN goal to research, and so we chose UN goal number four, quality education. Our country and region that we decided to research was um, South Sudan. We chose this country because after looking at many countries, we narrowed it down to South Sudan because the literacy rate is only 27% basically began from the Civil War and the independency from Sudan in 2011 because they put all their money into the Civil War. Our first question is, what are some things that led to this crisis? Cameron, what do you think? Well, in 2011, South Sudan gained independence from Sudan um, from a very long Civil War in Sudan, and this left South Sudan underdeveloped and raw, and the and because of all the vulnerability, there was started a civil war. Civil war uh, going on in South Sudan right now is between the government and opposing forces. And it was caused by the decolonization and led to a, which led to a power vacuum. Because of the civil war, it caused poverty and the lack of food in South Sudan. So many kids were left starving and that kind of caused them to not want to get educated and the parents wanted them to stay out of school and get food for the family. Another problem that the civil war caused was like armed forces taking children out of school. And many schools were also destroyed for use in the military for like shelter and hospitals and other things. So there were less schools and that decreased the accessibility for students. Um, along with all of the violence that's going on due to the civil war in South Sudan, Another problem is just the teachers in South Sudan are really not qualified to be teaching, like doing their job. Only 37% of teachers actually have like the right certification and the same amount has only been taught the same amount of education as an eighth grader. So that would just be like kids our age, just trying to teach kids our age. And that wouldn't be well because like if you had further questions about the topic, it's not like you know the answer. You only know like you don't know that much. Our next question is, how has this issue affected life in South Sudan? Anna, what do you think? Um, one of the big problems in South Sudan is that their economy is not growing and is staying in one place. Um, this is due to people not getting good edu educations and not being focused in specific trades. So the um, country is unable to grow in their economy to have jobs such as doctors and engineers. Yeah, similar to that, in this like problem that's going on in South Sudan right now could connect to Animal Farm because on page 24 and 25, um, the author talks about how during the meetings that the animals had on a week weekly basis, how only Snowball and Napoleon were able to voice their ideas and debate, where, whereas the other animals who didn't know how to read or write couldn't express their opinions about things, which, so that's, that could cause some problems if the children in South Sudan don't, they don't know how to voice what they want and what they think is best for their country. And that would be like problematic because then only a couple people would know. So this can connect to American history because just like how in South Sudan, they, they put boys before girls in the, in the education system. In American history, they would put Caucasians before African-Americans in the education system. So 
there's a group of people that are favored in both of these situations. Um, I agree with that. I think it's not as extreme as it was in America, but I think it definitely connects to what is happening in South Sudan between um, boys and girls education. Yeah, I think that this has affected life in South Sudan by having lots of kids in horrible situations and causing a lot of gang violence between kids because they have nothing to do and they're not going to school. They're always copying gang violence and going with armed forces. Cause, and you can't really blame them because they have nothing else to do. So they're just kind of getting into trouble. Yeah. Yeah. And also, parents don't want to send their children to school because it's unsafe around um, where the schools are located. So it's a concern for many parents. Yeah. And like what MK was saying about how the big gender inequality, like 90% of women in South Sudan are illiterate, which is a that's like the most in the entire world. And only 7% of teachers are female. And there's, so by like reinforcing, this just like reinforces the unbalance of genders in schools. And that's like, it's just causing a lot of inequality within South Sudan. Our third question is, how does this event connect to literature and other events around the world? I think this can kind of connect to Animal Farm because only some of the animals in the book could read or write. It kind of showed how education can help people rise to power and how they can use other non-educated people to their advantage in a way to get power. It kind of shows what could potentially happen in South Sudan with the low number of people getting quality education. In the book, since everyone trusted Napoleon because he was educated, they always did what he said and rarely anyone went against him because they had nothing to back themselves up with. Most of the other animals became less important than the educated ones and always listened to Napoleon and the other educated, the other few educated animals without question. This pretty much allowed whoever's educated to use everything to their advantage and use the other animals to get power. Alex, what do you think? Um, so I agree with that, but I also think that an issue that may connect with the education issue is through the Lord's Resistance Army. Those resistance army is another one of those armed forces that are taking children out of school or taking them while they're just walking home and like brainwashing them to work. So I think this connects because the armed forces that are around South Sudan are basically just taking kids out of school and just forcing them to work with them. The Lord's resistance army is just basically like that. And they just brainwash the kids while they're riding their bikes outside. Okay, Alex, that was a good current connection, but Anna, do you have any historical connections? Um, I think our topic connects to Stalin's education reform because one of the things that is an issue in South Sudan is that different curriculums around the country, um, which makes it hard for students to learn what they need. Um, Stalin created a curriculum throughout the entire country to make sure it was constant and it also focused on things that he thought were best for the students to be learning. And he also created government-regulated exams, which ensured that the students were learning what they needed to at the pace they should be. Cameron, do you have any connections to life? When I was in fifth, fourth, fifth, and sixth grade, I was homeschooled. And in sixth grade, I was I did online school. And online school is really challenging um, just because the teachers lived like the entire way across the country so it's not like I can drive up to them and ask them a question I had to email them and then wait for them to respond this is especially hard because I couldn't get the one-on-one communication that I needed to learn all of the curriculum especially in classes like math and Spanish where there was concepts that needed to be explained 
further than what was written on the computer screen. And I know this isn't as extreme as what's happening in South Sudan right now, but I can imagine that it's something like this because they don't have a teacher who can answer the further questions that they have on the topic, which would be really hard to get like a really good quality education that you know things that you're supposed to know with the education that you were being taught. To wrap up our podcast, we are going to discuss some solutions. What are some steps that can be taken to solve this problem? Alex, what do you think? Um, so I think the most valuable solution and one of the best solutions that we've thought of would be having, like, maybe just sending a few teachers into South Sudan, most likely the capital of South Sudan, which would be Juba, and allowing them to um, teach unqualified teachers and train them to help them teach the children in South Sudan. Um, I think that this is a really good solution. I have used this solution before when I... Um, participated in Model UN with my school. We were trying to um, educate some doctors in a different country to improve the country's health care, and we wanted to do this by also sending in um, some doctors from different countries that could help educate the ones that, the, that were there because they were uneducated. Another solution that our group has come up with in order to solve this crisis is to make a curriculum that is constant all throughout South Sudan. So as we talked about before, the curriculum is all different. So it would be like basically going from Molokal where you learn geometry and then going to Juba where you take algebra two. And I know that seems like insignificant, but honestly, you have no idea what's happening in one. So, so this would be really difficult, especially for the families who have to relocate due to the civil war that's happening in South Sudan right now. And they have to move and then they learn an entirely new curriculum. So the four core classes that we would put in our curriculum would be world history, language arts, which would be English and reading, Arabic, mathematics, and all of these would be required in the primary level of education. As the students progress into the higher levels, like middle school and high school, the extracurriculars that would be offered would be science, fine arts, and other languages. After the curriculum would be instituted into the education in South Sudan, I think it would be beneficial to um, have a UN-regulated exam, just like um, Stalin did when he had his education reform. Um, this exam would be sent out all over um, South Sudan, and all students would take the exam um, to ensure that they were learning what they should be learning at the speed they should. And if we find that any sections of the country had lower grades on this exam, we could go back into the country or find another solution to ensure that doesn't happen. So, Anna, would these um, would these exams basically be like SOLs in America? Um, yes, they would basically, they'd just be like a standardized test and uh, would be created just for this country to ensure that they're learning what they need to. Yeah, another solution that I think could just be a quick one, I think that's actually going on right now, would like supplying food for the students and the teachers so that the students have more motivation to go to school. Alex, why do you think that food would help people go to school? Well, one one of the reasons why they're not going to school is because their parents want them to go get food because they can't afford it because of the economy. So providing the food could really motivate the parents and the students to go to school. There are also organizations that can help with this right now. And there's UNICEF, which kind of supports the voting of schools and helps the teachers and just donates money to this cause. And then there's USAID, which stands for United States Agency of International Development, which has a special program specifically for this called the South Sudan Teacher Education Program. 
This program is helping with creating a unified curriculum for teachers, and it helps the Ministry of Education with managing the education system and creating rules and expectations for the teachers. And all teachers, school administrators, officials, and, and officials in the Ministry of General Education and Instruction and Gender all teachers, school administrators, and officials involved in this are required to participate in these activities. Um, outside of the you, outside of the South Sudan Teacher Education Program, USAID has also helped to improve education accessibility, which helps solve the transportation issue involved. I think that if these all of these solutions were instituted in South Sudan, that the crisis would um, slowly but surely be solved. Sadly, we have reached the end of the podcast. Um, Hope you enjoyed our podcast and that you learned something new about the education crisis in South Sudan. Thanks for listening. I'm Mary Catherine. I'm Cameron. I'm Anna. I'm Alex. Bye. Bye.